Hey, Light Anglers. Today is April 12th. My name is Jack, and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world while introducing scripture in hopes of spreading the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and using that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. As always, your five-star review, liking, subscribing, and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right, so what's going on on this Tuesday? Well, I thought I came across this interesting article on crosswalk.com, and it talks about our Easter traditions. So, you know, there's a lot of traditions that uh, we do for Christian holidays that aren't exactly very Christian but somewhere along the line, Christian leaders have twisted them to a certain way to make them work, if you will. So this one, the title is, Where Do Our Typical Easter Traditions Come From? Kind of interesting. As Easter approaches and we prepare for celebration, you may begin to, begin to wonder why we observe or partake in some of the traditions that have become so commonplace. Many of these traditions date back to the first Easter in remembrance, while some have been altered from pagan spring rituals to represent Christian themes instead. As you organize your upcoming Easter plans, the meaning behind these traditions can help them become richer in value and consideration. Here are eight secular and Christian traditions and where they come from. All right. So the first one is the Easter egg. Why do we dye them? So for children, especially the coloring and dyeing of Easter eggs is one of the most recalled aspects of Easter weekend. The eggs represent a new season, new life, or rebirth. Easter eggs find their root in pagan spring rituals as the earth becomes lush and green again in the spring. But Christians have brought the practice into Easter for a new approach. The eggs represent Jesus emerging from the tomb alive, and the egg is not a far stretch of life emerging. During the 13th century, eggs were not a permitted food during the Lenten season, thus making eggs a celebratory reward at the end of the 40 days. Consider this year as you die Easter eggs, discussing how through the Holy Spirit, we are given new life and rebirth. That's kind of interesting. Number two, Easter bunny and Easter baskets. Much like Easter eggs, the Easter bunny finds its roots in pagan tradition. A celebration of spring was a typical practice for pagan religions, and rabbits represent fertility as they typically reproduce in great number. As traditions changed and evolved with time, the folklore of an Easter bunny tied in with the Easter eggs and Easter baskets for children. It can be a bit harder to find a stretch of how the Easter bunny can connect with the true story of Easter, but we can recall how God has made all animal animals big and small. We can remind our children how, in the Garden of Eden, God instructed Adam to name each of the animals, including rabbits. All right. Yeah, that is a bit of a stretch. Number three, Easter brunch and ham. Typically, families will, with, will gather at large at Christmas and at Easter, and where there are people, food makes it a party. After Easter services, brunch is a popular meal, or late lunch usually serving lamb or ham. Lamb was the chosen main dish throughout Europe, generally with connection that Jesus was the spotless sacrificial lamb and the great reminder of such. In America, ham became popular due to pork's ability to be salted, cured, and stored through the winter for spring consumption. What ham also signifies is how with the sacrifice Jesus made for his people on earth, a new covenant was established, making clean what was unclean. In, <clears throat> excuse me. In the Jewish tradition, pork was considered an unclean food, but in Acts 10, Peter is given a vision from God in which he is told 
the voice spoke to him a second time, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Enjoying a meal of ham reminds us that Christ has made us clean. Uh, I thought that scripture was referring more towards people, not towards food, but anyway. Number four is Lent. The season of Lent begins 40 days prior to Easter, beginning on Ash Wednesday in preparation for Easter. As Ash Wednesday starts Lent traditionally with a service and a mark of ashes in the shape of a cross on one's forehead. 40 is a common number in the Bible used for increments of time for a certain period of preparation, a journey, or fasting. Jesus retreated to the wilderness for 40 days of fasting prior to his public ministry. Moses spent 40 days on Mount Sinai with God, and Elijah spent 40 days and nights walking to Mount Horeb. The number 40 is also often connected with testing. During Lent, Christians often fast from something, be it a type of food, an activity, or a distraction, in order to give that time dedication to prayer and spending focus on God. This repairs our hearts prior to Easter and fastens our focus to Christ. Mm-hmm. Number five, Monday Thursday Communion. Monday Thursday comes the day before Good Friday and follows the tradition of taking communion. Christ joined with his disciples the night before he was taken to be killed, and it was there at the Last Supper that he broke the bread and poured the wine, signifying what he was about to do. Participating in this custom reminds us metaphorically through the taking of the bread and wine of what Jesus actually did the next day. Services will include a communion service, or you may participate intimately at home, sharing, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Number six, Good Friday service. Following Monday, Thursday comes Good Friday. The typical custom for this day may include a church service or the reading from the Gospels of the events after Jesus broke bread with his disciples in communion. Time of prayer, recalling his prayer for unity among believers, John 17, and the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane is often observed, leading then to the retelling of the events of Jesus being taken by guards before Pilate and then horrifically beaten and crucified. Good Friday is a dark and solemn part of the traditions of Easter, but it is vital to remember that, in fact, Jesus did die for mankind. John 19 shares of that day and the burden he undertook for us. Additionally, it should be highlighted of the tearing of the curtain after Jesus took his final breath that Friday and the earthquake that ensued in Matthew 27. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split. The curtain being torn was the physical representation of what Jesus had just done in removing the barrier between God and man. Let us observe Good Friday in remembrance of his sacrifice. And number seven, the sunrise service. Sunrise services are in connection with how it was discovered that, in fact, Jesus had kept his promise in rising again on the third day. Matthew 28 explains after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and other and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Because of this joyous event at dawn on the third day, we now celebrate Easter with sunrise services because, in fact, the sun did rise. 
Number eight, flowering of the cross. Outside many churches on Easter Sunday, it is common to decorate or adorn a cross with flowers. This tradition signifies adorning what was once the marker of death as something beautifully transformed because of how Jesus kept his promise. As you place flowers gently on the cross, consider the parts of your own life Jesus has redeemed and made beautiful. What things were once so awful, soiled, or painful that because of Christ are now redeemed and made new. Continue this tradition with a heart of thankfulness of how Jesus can redeem even the worst of things. Finally, a call to continue traditions. Each year, we carefully select what opportunities we will carry out at the holidays. Many new and family-specific traditions we'll join with, but consider these traditions of old and how we can point each of them towards Christ. Share the many behind traditions with those you celebrate with and bring the center of the conversation towards remembering Christ and the great love he has for us. I think that's last line is probably the most important. Traditions are great and all, but unless they help you focus on the point of the tradition, they're not worth having around. Right? The whole meaning of this season, what we're going through as Christians right now, is because of Christ. You know, the fact that he died for us and rose again on the third day. So don't lose sight of that, regardless of whatever traditions you're practicing during this season. All right, y'all, pray with me. Father God, thank you for giving your son. How much you love us can never be denied. Because of our inability to turn from the world, you came to us to provide a way to you. How great are you for this blessing? I pray we focus more this week on the life Jesus lived and his resurrection than the pagan traditions we associate with him. Help us walk in the light of Christ and focus on sharing the good news of his resurrection. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light. Light it up, light it up.